When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Ablast. We're at the BT Tower. I'm joined by George Warren. I haven't said that for a long time. Last time we actually spoke to you on camera, um, you announced your BT, didn't we? A long time ago. Last time, what, in the tower that I spoke to you? Yeah, would have been. So what was that? November 2016. So it's been a, been a while. Yeah, still with Box Nation doing shows, joint on BT and Box Nation. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, yeah. All good. Well, hopefully the fans in attendance uh, at the Copper Box um, and the people tuning on BT Sport this Saturday night will be having plenty of fun because these are two world-class fighters. Um, Joe's in a pole position, WBO interim champion. It's great for us that we're getting a, a fantastic fight with Zhang, but it's a risk, isn't it? And why take it? It's a big risk. Um, I think, I think the reason is, is because that is who Joe Joyce is. I think he's shown that throughout his career, even before Queensbury signed him. You know, he was on the road fighting in America, sometimes off TV, taking tougher fights than maybe people thought he should. Um, I even remember the Bermern Stavern fight that he had before he came with us. And since, since he's been with us, they're just the type of team, that, you know, he's the type of fighter that just doesn't say no to a challenge. We had a quick conversation about potential opponents. He wanted to stay busy after that. I think an emphatic performance and standout performance from a British fighter perspective last year against Joseph Parker, which really announced him. That announced him as a, as a world level heavyweight, obviously getting capturing the interim title as well. And that's, that's going to play into his, his, his advantage quite considerably going over the next eight to nine months. But since then, he's just the type of guy that wants challenges, wants big fights, wants big tests, wants to keep proving himself, wants to make noise to make sure that these big guys pay attention to him and eventually step up and fight him because he's not an easy guy to match, Joe. No one wants to fight him. And I don't think many people actually want to fight Jank. Um, he's, a, he's been a slightly avoided fighter as well. Having said that, obviously you guys want Joe to come through. If Zhang does win this Saturday, what is the situation moving forward in terms of potential rematch clause, options on him, etc.? He'd be under contract with Queensbury. I mean, I won't go into the details of that, but um, that's the agreement that we've reached with, with his team. Um, I don't expect that to happen. I expect Joe to come through. I think he will do. I think he'll perform as he always does. We'll, we'll probably have some moments where we're all kind of, you know, covering our eyes when he's maybe taken a few too many shots that we liked, that, than we would like to see. But that's his style. And he, you know, backs himself to break these guys down. He feels that he can take their power impose himself he's got a great engine the best engine i think in boxing and i think eventually he will get to gelay whether or not that ends up being you know winning by points or a late round stoppage who knows but uh, listen full credit to gelay this is a tough fight for him to come off the back of a disappoint disappointing result in a fight that i think most people 
I, you know, fair to say that he probably won that fight against Hergovic. It wasn't a huge amount in it, but certainly from where I was watching it on my TV, I had him winning it. And, you know, he could have probably taken an easier fight, but he's not a young guy. He wanted to get straight back into the mix and it was quite an easy deal to put together. So fair play to the guys. Remember when you did uh, Dubois Joyce, there was a big rating on BT. Expecting the same thing this Saturday night, George? Yeah, this is, this is what it's about. This is a, one of the strategies that we've, we've gone quite hard on recently with BT, which is, is to focus on some big fight nights on Saturday nights, um, you know, at least one a quarter. And we did obviously Anthony Yard and Arta Baturbiev, which, you know, was a disappointing result, but a terrific fight, a great night for BT, a great night for British boxing. This is our second quarter of the year, and that's what we're obviously looking to do now with this fight. I expect people will want to watch it. Joe is now getting the attention that his, his career deserves and his talent deserves. And that a big performance, big number on the weekend. We've got pretty much sold out arena. I think by fight night, we will be sold out. And in front of that, in front of a very good atmosphere, backing him to do it, if he can put on a great performance, he's well in the mix. Let's talk about the card, a fantastic opportunity on a big stage for Moses Atalma mm -hmm. to shine. And I spoke to your dad numerous times about this. Your brother Francis manages him. So he's going to be the guy to take over world heavyweight boxing. I'm sure you go along with that, George. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think we all, we all back him to do some great things. I, you know, I won't name him, but I spoke to a British trainer actually yesterday that called me that Moses had been down sparring one of his guys and he was just in awe of the talent that this kid's got. But he's a kid, and I don't mean that disrespectfully or to come across as, you know, being, uh, being the old, old person telling him to slow down, but he's 18, so there's no rush. You know, this is his, his, his third fight in quick succession um, since obviously turning pro. He's only just turned 18. He's only fought two adults so far, so this is his third test. He's got to come through it. It's not, you know, people have got to be realistic in who he's fighting at this stage of his career, but the aim of the game is for him to keep learning in the ring get that experience of fight nights, fighting on big cards, getting the attention that his talent's going to deserve and people are going to be calling for him to be doing more and more in the ring. But whilst he's doing that, he's got to learn. And it's about taking baby steps right now, see where we are at the end of the year. I think by that point, he should be, I hope, it's still if he's unbeaten, he'll be 8-0 because the plan's to get him out eight times in the first year. Then we go from there. Some notable fights on the card as well. Obviously, British middleweight uh, title fight between Denzel Bentley and Kieran Smith, and also Sam Noakes looking to go 11 0 with uh, 11 knockouts. Yes, some good fights on the, on the card this Saturday. Yeah, it's a solid, solid show. I'm really happy with the card. Obviously, we also planned for Dennis McCann to be on it, but he, he had to withdraw with an injury. But look, Denzel, Denzel showed that he can mix it with some of the, the best in the middleweight division with that performance against Janabek. He did himself no disservice in that performance. He was great on the night. And you know, maybe, maybe if he got going a bit quicker out in uh, Vegas that night, he could have nicked the decision. But look, he's British champion. He wants, to, he wants to keep active. He wants to keep busy. Plan is, is for him to do this, then fight again in the summer if he comes through it. But you know, Kieran Smith's here to win. You know, he's got a very good record. I think he's 18 and one. Um, this is this is his moment to kind of upset what our plans are. And if he can do it, good luck to him. But I, again, I expect Denzel to come through. And Sam's just got to keep developing. Sam is a very, very good fighter. He's a good puncher, moves well. We've got some very exciting fighters in that division. He's a big ticket seller as well, which really helps. You know, and we appreciate the effort and the help that he does on that. He's shifting tickets. It's growing his fan base. It's making sure that we pay attention to his career, put him on these big shows. And soon he's going to be knocking on the door for that British title as well. 
tune into BT Sport for all of that. Um, back to Joe Joyce. Anthony Joshua made some comments to us uh, during his fight week with Jermaine Franklin. Um, he said he's not interested in Dillian White. The guy that interested him most was Joe Joyce. Um, since then, obviously, he's put out a post saying he won't be out till December. So before we put that post out, was there any conversations between yourself and Matram about potentially doing Joshua Joyce this summer? No, no. I, um, you know, I think pre pre fight week there was quite a lot of talk and about what what Anthony planned to do over the summer and some of the fights that he wanted to make, but not had any phone call or conversation with them about that. Um, I did briefly speak with his management team about that call out. Um, that was before the Franklin fight, and they said that you know look, if it's something that's interesting to to Anthony, we'll reach out. But looks like he's made his decision. He's not gonna he's not gonna stay active and fight in the summer wants to wait until November, December time to fight. So that's his decision. I, you know, it's not my business. What did you make of his performance against Franklin? Um, I, don't think, I don't think it's the strongest performance of Anthony's career, but he's trying to gel with a new trainer and you've got to give people time to do so and to do that. Um, I, don't think, I don't think he necessarily did what perhaps he said in fight week that he was going to do and was going to go out and perform in devastating fashion. It was it was a composed performance and you know it was fairly it was a solid win. There was no argument in who was the right winner, but it wasn't it wasn't the most exciting of an Anthony Joshua fight. And certainly I'm I'm hoping that our event this weekend with Joe and Zhang's going to kind of be a little bit more explosive. George, when was your last conversation with uh, Tyson Fury? Oh, um, not for a while. Not for a while. It's going to be two or three weeks, something like that. Um, haven't really caught up with him since, obviously, all the stuff with, with the Usyk communication breakdown and that, that fight obviously not happening. Not really spoke to him yet about his plans. We're due to catch up, I think, early next week and we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, from that then, I was going to have some follow-up questions because there were reports about Andy Ruiz potentially in the summer, but if you haven't had a conversation with him, then you can't really start working on him. Or is that the case? Well, look, I mean, the, the first question that Tyson's got to, to answer and, you know, he'll do that with us when we sit down and address it. Is his, firstly, does he want to does he want to be active? Does he want to fight? We've got some dates held. We've got stadiums held for the summer for him that if we're going to be doing something, we've got to probably know that decision from him fairly soon. And then we can start to build up a short list of available opponents and ones that you know, maybe that are available, actually available and want to do it and are serious about trying to make a fight with Tyson. We sit down, try and try and assess that and make the best decision as a team as to what's available and can we make it work. Um, but right now, there's nothing really more to say because anything else would just be speculation. And I think certainly heavyweight boxing at the moment needs to learn that maybe be a little less speculative. From your point of view, what do you think about the Andy Ruiz fight from an event point of view in terms of the size of the fight and the actual fight itself? I think he's a credible opponent. I think that Andy Rear is, you know, he's, he's, he's stopped Anthony Joshua, he's a former world champion. Um, I don't think the performance of uh, out in the rematch when he fought out in Saudi Arabia in the rematch was, was Andy Ruiz's best performance, but he's had solid wins since then. But I'm not focusing on who the opponent is at the moment for Tyson. The, the, the first step is to, to speak with Tyson, which we'll do as I say next week, find out what he wants to do. Does he want to be active? Does he want to fight? Does he want to do a UK stadium fight? And if he does, then again, we'll assess who's available. We'll look at all the different opponents and you know, anyone that wants to, to fight Tyson. Once he's made that decision, get in touch and we'll, we'll, we'll look at the opportunities and the options and go through them. I'm sure you'd have seen last night. I don't know how Mr. Simon Jordan got hold of this information, but he stated that Saudi Arabia are looking at a heavyweight 
Bonanza in December with uh, Wilder v Joshua and Fury v Usyk. I will have to ask you and get a comment on that, George. Well, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? But I think I think that again, look, it's 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 speculation at the moment. As far as I'm concerned, we've not not had any formal offer or communication that that is something that is is there to be done. Um, what we always say, we get a lot of attention and an, an interest from Tyson, not just from UK opportunities, but from around the world. And when people get in touch, the, the, the usual way that we deal with it is just to say, great, put an offer down, put it in writing, send us some date options, tell us what the plan is, what you're looking at doing, the finances involved, and we can go through there, address it as a team. Tyson's the decision maker, but certainly if, look, if there's an opportunity, we're happy to look at it. Just to confirm, as of today, Thursday lunchtime, there's been no formal communication from Saudi Arabia to you guys about that? I, I mean, look, I've got, I've, I work with them on, on a number of things. I speak with that team, you know, fairly regularly. You know, we recently just, you know, we just got back recently from the Jake Paul and Tommy Fury fight. Um, they're very good people to work with. They've done some great things for boxing out in that region. And I know that they're in, intent on continuing that and to deliver big fights for their kingdom. What I'm saying right now is, is I'm not going to dwell on speculation because speculation doesn't get us anywhere at this moment in time. We've not had an offer for anything, but if, if one was to come in, it will remain private, it will be discussed and go from there. And if that were to happen, if you see you've got Joe Joyce, should he win this Saturday night in a WBO mandatory position? So you've got to think about that situation as well with Joyce, if that those two fights were to happen in December. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, for us, we've got to we've got to be fair and neutral in all of this. You know, we've got to we've got a duty of care to all fighters that we represent, not just not just Tyson, not just Joe, not just Daniel. I mean, the first thing that's up at the moment, and what we do know because of the rotational system, is is Daniel and Usyk's been ordered. We're currently negotiating that. I'm currently speaking with with Usyk's team and with Alex Krasik. Very very friendly, very good communication so far. We're trying to see if we can put that together to avoid perspids. If we can, that will be fantastic. Off the back of that, that's going to then roll into what's going to happen for a lot of the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Usyk's going to have the opportunity to have a voluntary. You've obviously got the IBF situation with Hergovic in there as well. They were quite aggressively trying to call for that fight prior to Daniel being called. So I would expect that Hergovic is going to be jumping up and down again, wanting his mandatory shot. And as I say, Joe's not going to wait around. He wants his shot. So. There's a lot of different moving pieces in all of this and look, our job is just to assess each one for each fighter, make the best of what we can, deliver fights that fans want to see. Sometimes they're, they're not at the time, they're not at the place or the location or the exact date that they want, but bear with us, we're all working hard and look, the, the, the idea is to just continue, do, continue to do that and try and make things happen. George, a couple of more things. On Usyk Dubois, how long have you got to negotiate till purse bids are called? And are, are we looking at a 75-25 split if that's the case? Yeah, that's that's the purse bit that's been the, the, that's the, 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 the standard rules and regulations of the WBA at 75-25. We've got a couple more weeks of negotiations and I, I don't ex envisage any problems as soon as we've got some news on it. I'll let you know. How do you think it does business-wise? Because a lot of your dad's comments to me during the Fury-Usyk collapse was that, you know, without Tyson, Usyk in this country can't really draw anything. So Usyk-Dubois with Usyk as the A-side, how does that do on BT Sport box office? I think it's a big fight. I think it's a, a British fighter that's an explosive puncher that shows he's one of the heaviest hitting punchers in, in world boxing, certainly in the heavyweight division. Probably outside of Deontay Wilder, if you ask most heavyweights who you least want to get hit by, they would say Daniel Dubois. And I think a Brit that comes to fight, fighting a three-belt heavyweight champion of the world, is going to be big news. 
like at the time, everyone's got to appreciate right now, there's still this, this sentiment, sentimental feeling that there's a bit of disappointment for all, that the Undisputed wasn't able to be made on the date that we tried to get it done by. But by the time that fight comes around, people will buy into it because it's a great fight. It's a, it's a British fighter fighting for the heavyweight championships of the world. And if he pulls it off and we back him, we back him. A lot of people think that, you know, this is an easy night for, for Usyk. I don't think that Usyk sees this as an easy fight, certainly not under the conversations that I've been having with his team. If he pulls it off, we're, we're sitting there as British fight fans and as, as, as the British public with all the belts under the control of the Brits, which would be fantastic. Lastly, before you go, and Matt Rich kills me, um, those guys uh, in terms of Team Joshua made a lot of comments saying that the framework for the deal with Tyson Fury was in place with you when you go back to the December negotiations. If Saudi Arabia didn't come in for Fury Joshua and you, you were going to stage that fight in Wembley and things were moving forward with that, is that, is that accurate from Eddie Hearn, that the, the framework of the deal is in place? Um, I mean, I don't know what he said, so I'm going on what you said. We had, we had a deal in principle reached for December. Um, those terms, I believe, were all agreed apart from one outstanding issue that they had with our, who we proposed as the arbitrator. Um, I made a suggestion at the time of leaving the arbitrator um, to be suggested from them to come back to us and never had anything back. So if he's referring to the fact that we had a deal almost done in principle for December, then that would be true. But, you know, different fight, different times right now. The reality is, is there was a lot of talk about them potentially wanting to reach out and talk to us about that fight during fight week. But post fight week, Anthony's made his position clear. He's not fighting until December. So there's not a Wembley summer fight right now to talk about with AJ. George, thank you very much for your time. Look forward to a great night at the Copper Box live on BT Sport. Joyce V. Zhang, hope there's some fireworks and we'll speak soon. Thank you. Take care, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.